Good morning. I hope you're having a blessed day where you are. We're having a blessed day here in the state of Tennessee. I would like to invite you to take your Bible and find Luke, Luke chapter 10, a story that you're all familiar with, the story of the Good Samaritan. Uh, Luke chapter 10, and we'll begin reading with verse 25. It said, On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, You've answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, Well, who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now, I don't know about you, but you know, being all alive or being all dead sounds like better propositions than being half dead. I mean, who wants to be half dead, right? But they left him half dead is what the scripture says. That's a bad place to be. A priest happened to be going along about the same time on the same road and saw the man, but he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite. When he came to the place, he saw him, he passed by on the other side as well. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn for them to take care of him. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said. And when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Now which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert of the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. I want to talk about being a good Samaritan. And I think we can certainly see in our world today, this week, last week, last several weeks, that we need more Good Samaritans. There are a lot of people hurting. And I want to challenge us to just not walk by on the other side and go about our way. I want to challenge us to do what Jesus said, and that is to go and do likewise. Have mercy, <clears throat> have compassion on people, and do something about it. The first thing I notice about this passage is, is that um, this man was a victim. He fell into the hands of some robbers that beat him and took off his clothes, took off his watch and his tennis shoes and, and left him half dead. They, they stripped him of two things that I think are really important. They stripped him of his dignity and they stripped him of his destiny. And so they stripped him of his dignity. They took away perhaps everything the man owned. We don't really know, but at that moment, everything he owned was on him and they took all of it. You know, um, we're, we're all on a journey, and everybody you meet is on a journey going somewhere. Perhaps they're going to work, uh, perhaps they're going to a friend's house, uh, but they are, they're on a journey. They're going somewhere, and, uh, and they carry a certain amount of dignity about them when they go. But when they encounter robbers or thieves, people who would make fun of them, say harsh things about them, uh, they can strip them of their dignity quickly. Perhaps you've had that happen to you. Perhaps you've been in a setting where someone just raked you over the coals for no reason and you felt your dignity taken. 
And then perhaps your destiny was altered as well. Uh, this man was on a road going somewhere, headed to Jericho, and, and his destiny was taken away from him. And there are a lot of people in this world, maybe you're one of them, who were on a certain path, heading in a certain direction in your life, and someone or came along or something happened in your life that stole your destiny, that took the, that destiny, that, that destination that you were headed to, took that away from you. And, and I'm sorry if that happened. I really am. And, and the Father's sorry that that happened as well. Uh, he would love to get you back on that path of your destiny. He would love to restore your dignity. And I think in this story we see that, that Jesus is kind of behind the scenes. He's the one who's the Good Samaritan in a certain sense of that. That He wants to restore people's dignity. He wants to restore people's destiny. And, and you need to know today that if your dignity and destiny were taken away at some point in the past, Jesus stands ready to restore it, just like this parable is describing. But let's go a little deeper. I see several actors in this parable. There's a priest, a Levite, a Samaritan, an innkeeper, the robbers, um, and then the victim. So we see some, some characters here. The first one I'll talk about is the priest. Now, the priest was going, perhaps, to church. We call it church. He was going to the synagogue or the temple or to go hang out with his other priestly friends. But he was going somewhere. He, too, was on a journey from point A to point B. And he knew that if he bent down and touched the man and helped him in any way, he would be unclean. The man's beaten up. He's probably bleeding. And for a Jewish person, if they touched somebody that had blood on them, they would be unclean for a week. They couldn't go to church, is what we call it. They couldn't go hang out with their friends because they would be considered unclean. And so perhaps the priest said, I just don't want to get involved. Now, I think there's a little bit of priest in all of us. When we come into a situation, we see an opportunity to help someone. I think a little bit of priest in us says, I just don't want to get involved in that. That just looks more complicated than I want to deal with. And it's true, there are some situations that you don't need to get involved with. You're not equipped to be involved with. There's absolutely nothing you can do in that situation. On the other hand, there are some situations where you can help. So let's don't let that part of that priest in us say, I don't want to get involved. The second one was the Levite. The Levite, same situation. He didn't want to touch the man. He didn't want to be unclean. Perhaps the Levite said he probably deserved that beating. He probably deserved to be robbed. He was probably a rich man that had everything. And he deserved to have all that taken away from him. Or perhaps he thought he deserved to have it because he was a bad man. And all of this stuff should be taken away from him. Perhaps a Levite thought he probably deserved it. I think there may be a little bit of Levite in us sometimes. When we look around and think, well, that person deserved what they got. And so I want to challenge us. Let's get rid of the priest and the Levite as much as we can as much as we can as human beings. And when we see a situation, when we see somebody in need, let's not respond to, uh, I don't want to get involved, or respond to say they deserved it. Let's set those feelings and emotions aside and say, can I help? Is this what the Holy Spirit wants me to do? Does the Holy Spirit want me to jump in and help in this situation? The third person is Samaritan himself. Um, and I would say there's a little bit of Samaritan in all of us. We've all been robbed of something. Uh, I know I have uh, in my own life. We've all been robbed of, 
of a thought or a process or an opportunity, perhaps you've been robbed of money and finances. Um, I can remember having a battery stolen out of my car as a teenager. And you know, back in the day when you were a teenager and the battery got stolen, that's one of the most expensive things you had to buy for your car. But it's in the middle of the night, somebody came up, popped the hood, and took the battery out. But we, we've all had something like that happen to us, just a little bit, maybe some a little bit more. Um, but we're all in that human condition to where somebody's robbed us of something. The fourth person I see, the fourth character in this play is the innkeeper. Uh, the innkeeper was charged with uh, hospitality. That was his job back in the day. And it was taken very seriously back in this culture. If someone was uh, came in and you were to take care of them, you treated them better than you treated your own family. Uh, so it's amazing, amazing stories that I won't go into right now, but there's some amazing stories out there about people who would would take care of, of a visitor who came in, even more so than their family at that given point. It's just the culture back in the day. So we find the innkeeper being hospitable. I think there's a little bit of that in all of us too. I think we really want to help people. I think all the people in America, of all the things that are going on right now, <clears throat> I think deep down inside, there's something in most Americans that say, I really do want to help. What, what can I do? What can I do to solve this problem? What can I do to help this process along to, to be better? <clears throat> so as innkeepers, let's make sure that our hospitality is rising uh, every opportunity we have. And then there are the robbers who are stealing from others. You know, there have been robbers from <clears throat> the beginning of time. They're, they're just people who, for whatever reason, are not going to act right. <clears throat> they're not going to obey the laws and we don't know why these guys robbed this person perhaps if they'd gone up to him and said hey can you can you spare some money the man might have given him some we don't know perhaps they went up to him and said hey can you loan us some money can you give us some money and he said absolutely not go get a job and maybe that's why he got beat up but there are always going to be robbers out there there are always going to be people who who don't obey the law who don't want to fall along and, and, and be good and be kind and be gentle and be respectful of other people's things. You know, I think there's probably just a little bit of robber in all of us where maybe we steal time away from people that we should invest in. Maybe we steal away encouragement. Instead of giving someone encouragement, we, we hoard that to ourselves. <clears throat> maybe there are things that we could give away and we hoard it, whatever it may be. And so, Let's work on not being robbers. Let's get rid of whatever that is in our life that would make us want to hoard something that we could freely give away and it wouldn't cost us a thing. Or maybe it would cost us something, but we need to give it away anyway. And, and then there's the victim. We don't know his story. We just know he was going from point A to point B and he got beat up. And so I would ask you, who attacked you? Somewhere in your past, perhaps, someone attacked you. And you didn't deserve it. You were going from point A to point B in your life. And all of a sudden, there you were a victim. And so, we need to reconcile what happened. We need to reconcile in our own heart. This happened to me. And here I am today. I'm an adult. And what am I going to do about what happened to me? Am I going to live in the past? Am I going to live with a victim mentality? Or am I going to forgive? in my heart, what happened? Am I gonna find a way not to be a victim again? And am I gonna change my life because of it? 
and find something good and productive to come out of it. We can, we can continue to stay the victim or, or we can change and do something about it. So let's work on that part in our life. Let's, let's don't be victim people who live our life as a victim. Let's find a way to have victory over the things that come into our lives and move forward with God with that. So three things. I see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in this. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I see Jesus as a victim. Now let me explain that. That sounds weird. I see Jesus as the victim because Jesus said, when you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. And so when Jesus says we help someone in need, he's saying we're actually helping him. And so I can see for just a brief moment that Jesus is the victim here. And when we go over and minister to him, we're actually ministering to Jesus himself. Now we do know that Jesus got beat up. We do know he got stripped of all of his clothes and he hung on the cross and died for our sins. He died for the sins of the world. And when we trust in him as our Lord and Savior, we're saved, we're born again. And that's what he wants for all of us. But Jesus himself was a victim when he went to the cross. Now he, he chose that. He said, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down and no one gives my life back to me. I take it back up again. He did that for us. That's how much he loved us. But in this moment, we see Jesus there as the victim. We can also see Jesus as the Good Samaritan. We know he stopped and helped people who were sick and healed them. We know that. Uh, we know he spent time with people who had been victimized on some level and had conversations with them. You know, I think about the woman at the well. I think about the woman caught in adultery. Jesus was great about doing that. We also know he was uh, Samaritan and, and that he, he himself, he himself uh, paid the debt that we owe. This good, this good Samaritan paid the debt. He paid the debt for what had happened to someone else. And Jesus paid our debt, our debt of sin. He paid that for us. So with Jesus, I see him being both the good Samaritan and the victim. <clears throat> uh, second thing, uh, I see the father involved as the innkeeper. The Bible says in John chapter 14, it says, in my father's house are many rooms. And that's a beautiful thing. And if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am you may be also. So I think the father is kind of an image of the innkeeper. He's got this wonderful place for us, a place called heaven. And it's reserved for us. And I think it's even reserved for us now that we can go to him now and enter into our room and spiritually speaking and talk to our father about what's going on in our life. And I think he'll sit and listen and, and respond as a good father always does. And then I see the Holy Spirit involved in this. I think the Holy Spirit is our travel guide. Uh, you know, uh, we find several people on a journey here as they're, as they're going about their way. The good Samaritan was on his journey and uh, he was willing to meet needs. And I think the Holy Spirit is our travel guide. Perhaps he led the Good Samaritan, so to speak, in this story. And I think he guides us today. I think the Holy Spirit guides us today. And so several things about the Holy Spirit being your travel guide. The first thing is be ready to have your plans interrupted. Be ready to have your plans interrupted. Uh, the Holy Spirit sometimes interrupts us and says, I need you to go from this point to that point. 
In Acts chapter 8, Philip was preaching a, in a revival service, if you will, and the Holy Spirit said, I need you to go from here down to Gaza to a desert road where there's nothing, and I've got an assignment for you. Um, he told Paul, he said, when Paul was being converted, he said, go down to a straight street. And, and so the Holy Spirit is our travel guide. He will guide us even to the street and the address if, we, if He needs us to. He wants us to be there. And then the third thing about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is calling all of us to be a Sam, S-A-M. He's calling all of us to be a Sam. That is sensitive to the Spirit, available to the Spirit, and motivated by the love of God. I'll say that again. He wants us to be sensitive to the Spirit, available to the Spirit, and He wants us to be motivated by the love of God. The Bible says the love of God is poured into our heart through the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is calling us to be good Sams today. And I would call you to be a good Sam today. To genuinely care for people when you have the opportunity to do so. Don't go back to your church and call a deacons meeting or benevolent committee meeting or anything like that. If God puts someone in your path, there's a chance that's your assignment. And ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, is this my assignment? And if so, what am I supposed to do? Uh, I think it's interesting that the Good Samaritan had oil and wine ready. Whatever he had with him on his journey, he had already packed it. And God said, this is what I need you to use on the victim who's laying here who's been hurt. Right? And so, whatever you've got, whatever, uh, whatever resources God's already put into your life are there to meet the need of the person that you run into. And the Holy Spirit will tell you all that. He'll guide you into that if you'll just trust Him. So what does it take to care for somebody? C-A-R-E. What does it take to care for somebody? It takes courage. It takes availability. You've got to make yourself available to the Spirit. It takes resources. Uh, you've got to ask God, what are my resources? How can I apply them? And it takes empathy. It takes empathy. Not sympathy. Sympathy is saying, oh, I'm sorry you fell down. Empathy is saying, oh, I want to put on their shoes so I understand what they're really going through. I want to understand what their life really is. And so to genuinely care for people, we need courage, availability, resources that God will give us, and empathy. So my challenge to you today is to be a good Sam and trust the Holy Spirit to guide you in helping people. Don't be afraid to get involved. My challenge is to care for people that you run into, that when you run into them and encounter their situations, that you will care for them as best you can. Hey, thanks for watching. I appreciate it. And I hope you have a blessed day where you are. And uh, thanks for watching.